Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Gianna Melillo, Associate Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. According to the CDC, 37.3 million individuals in the United States currently have diabetes, while of these, 8.5 million are undiagnosed. In addition, more than one in three Americans currently have prediabetes, or higher than normal blood sugar levels, but 80% of this population is unaware they even have the condition. The American Diabetes Association estimates diagnosed diabetes costs the country $327 billion annually. Obesity is a key risk factor for type 2 diabetes. Data from 2018 show 42.4% of the United States population is obese, marking a steep increase from the 30.5% reported in the year 2000. Type 2 diabetes is preventable, and programs like the National Diabetes Prevention Program, DPP, have been proven to lower disease incidence among those at high risk via dietary changes and other lifestyle interventions. To learn more about how employers are leveraging the DPP to reduce diabetes rates among their workforce, the American Journal of Managed Care sat down with Jill Hutt, Vice President of Member Services at the Greater Philadelphia Business Coalition on Health. On this episode of Managed Carecast, Hutt explains the coalition's efforts to reduce diabetes rates through the DPP, the impact of COVID-19 on diabetes prevention, and how employers looking to get involved in the initiative can join. Welcome to Managed Carecast, Jill. To begin, could you explain the mission of the GPBCH? Certainly. We work with employers in southeastern Pennsylvania, southern New Jersey, and Delaware on improving workforce health and productivity, and also working on deriving more value for the employer's health benefit spend. In addition, we represent employers in improving transparency, quality, and safety in healthcare delivery. Can you explain what the Diabetes Prevention Program is and how GPBCH became involved with it? Sure. Um, The National Diabetes Prevention Lifestyle Change Program, otherwise known as the National DPP, um, is an evidence-based CDC-endorsed program that is proven to prevent or delay type 2 diabetes, and it was developed uh, over a decade ago. In the program, participants learn to make healthy food choices, increase physical activity, and manage stress. And with these lifestyle changes, they can cut their risk of developing type 2 diabetes by 58% for under age 60 and 71% for those 60 and older. And outcomes have shown that just losing up to 5 to 7% of uh, body weight can reduce hypertension and improve cardiovascular health as well as other. Uh, conditions. And an important point uh, with this program is that it is available both in person and online through many CDC approved vendors nationwide. And it works also because it is a full year program that is comprised of weekly and monthly sessions. And how we got involved, our coalition, um, Diabetes prevention and addressing obesity has always been um, a major focus for our coalition. We became involved in promoting the national DPP over six years ago uh, and recognizing that obesity is a top health issue uh, for our employer members and their workforce because it's a condition related to developing type 2 diabetes. We convened 
an obesity and diabetes prevention and management employer collaborative with the purpose of sharing research, hearing from thought leaders, sharing best practices, and identifying vendors. And with the support of the National Association of Chronic Disease Directors, we engaged some of our employer members in conducting pilots to offer the national DPP, which did yield some positive results, of course, including weight loss and improved lifestyle, and also some learnings on employee engagement strategies. And our coalition um, continues to provide education and resources on the national DPP to employers. Currently, we are engaged with uh, the Philadelphia Diabetes Prevention Collaborative and also with the Delaware Department of Health and Social Services. And again, with the support of the National Association of Chronic Disease Directors, we're, we're currently promoting the national DPP to employers throughout the state of Delaware, working with partners such as Chambers of Commerce, Benefits Advisors, and others. I see. Can you go over the successful implementation of the DPP in the city of Wilmington, Delaware? The city of Wilmington back in 2017 received a healthcare task force report that showed diabetes and prediabetes as a major problem in their workforce. So they knew they, need, they needed to take action. And so that at that time, they reached out to Delaware Health and Social Services Department of Diabetes Prevention to ask for help. And that ultimately led them to implementing, learning about and implementing the national DPP program and working with the YMCA of Delaware, which is a CDC approved uh, uh, vendor for the program statewide. And also um, this, the uh, DPP and the Y program was covered by the city's health plan, Highmark. And so they did um, launch their first cohort and it, it yielded a an average of a 5% weight loss and $151,000 in projected savings. And now they're on their second cohort. So the program has, um, has been successful for them. Um, just to, to touch further on their implementation and the feedback that they got, um, the city of Wilmington, they, they took a three-pronged approach in, in, in uh, getting it off the ground and implementing it. And other employers have, have done similar things. Um, so number one, they involved their leaders as visible national DPP champions. So the city of Wilmington's mayor was the chief wellness ambassador attending informational sessions and events and you know, helping to raise the visibility of this program. Other key city leaders joined in as well. And secondly, the city worked with their partners, uh, including the police union and other union leaders and business units, so that they could, in a thoughtful way, strategically roll out the program to get the best uptake. And one of the things they did, uh, uh, thirdly, is, is provide some incentives to get people engaged. And so they provided employees with, uh, they paid, uh, for half of their lunch hour uh, so that they could attend uh, the national DPP program during lunch and have a healthy lunch break. And, and I, I will also share um, uh, a quote from Donnie Borgerly-Smith, City of Wilmington Benefits Manager, who was also a national DPP participant. She states, 
The National DPP Lifestyle Change Program generates a high return on investment and financially it's a no brainer. Uh, if you think about infusing joy in the workforce, the return is even bigger. She did mention that COVID-19 slowed them down, but it didn't stop then. They continued to offer the program and pivot from in-person to virtual during COVID. And one of their participants stated she could not recommend the program highly enough. She lost 45 pounds, gave a testimonial, and stated this program changed my life. Is there anything else, I know you just touched on this in your last answer, that um, employers do to motivate employees to partake in the program besides the uh, half-paid lunch hour? Uh, yes, one uh, some other things that they do for motivation, um, some will utilize uh, wellness points uh, where they can adapt the national DPP into their um, wellness offerings, for example, as an, you know, the wellness offer, excuse me, the wellness program bring it, being an umbrella uh, where the national DPP can, can reside, um, whether it does or for promotional purposes. So for example, people can um, uh, earn points. Uh, they could be financial points. They could be points uh, toward, uh, for example, getting a, um, uh, a, a tracker device, perhaps an Apple Watch, et cetera. So employers have gotten creative in using um, a variety of initiatives to um, engage employees. And importantly too, they have to look at um, where their workforce lives and resides and the kind of work they do. So for example, some employees um, might be uh, working independently from home. Other employees might be in a group at an office setting, or they might be out in the field doing construction. So employers take all of that into account as well to see how they can motivate employees and engage them. So they also will use uh, what's available with the programs, uh, such as apps. Some people like to engage with the program online through their phone. Others like to engage with it in person or maybe at a, a virtual class, uh, which is called distance learning. And so that has helped employers. Those sorts of strategies have helped them to get people um, engaged and involved. And, and I'll, I'll also mention that um, it's also uh, as, as far as getting the employees to learn about it and get their attention, it can't just happen at open enrollment. Open enrollment's important, and certainly you remind your workforce of all the great programs that are available to them uh, for help, you know, for uh, preventing disease. And um, during open enrollment, providing them with, um, with the messaging and the information. But what has helped employers um, with the national DPP, as well as other things they may promote, is throughout the year having touch point communications. Those communications, again, you've got to use all the prongs. So you've got email, you've got texting, you've got snail mail, you've got postcards to the house, you have posters uh, at, at the work site and, um, and social media. And the employers that utilize those avenues of communication to share um, 
key points about why employees should engage in these sorts of programs has, um, has helped them uh, increase the engagement in the programs. What does the CPBCH have planned for the future with regard to the DPP? Um, our coalition is going to continue to work with employers and stakeholders, including the National Association of Chronic Disease Directors, local departments of health, and other healthcare stakeholders uh, to continue to address um, obesity and diabetes prevention and management uh, for the workforce and partnering uh, to uh, make sure this is, uh, we as business leaders uh, can be partnering to promote it throughout the community. And importantly, we will uh, continue to focus on ensuring that the commercial health plans, the commercial carriers have the capacity to administer and pay for the diabetes prevention program. In so doing, uh, that makes it easier for employers to engage with it if it's already built in, whether they're a self-funded employer who might be financing it um, or a fully insured employer where it's covered under their premium. Diabetes is similar with regard to other diseases in that a lot of emphasis is placed on treatment and disease management. Can you discuss the importance of addressing pre-diabetes and why prevention is so important? Most certainly. And um, I want to um, go back and also define what pre-diabetes is. It's a condition where a person's blood sugar is high, but not high enough to be diagnosed with diabetes. So we know we get our A1C checked when we go for you know to the doctor for the checkups and so forth. And um, the reason it is so important for employers to address this, um, several reasons. First of all, um, preventing diabetes is important because diabetes is devastating physically, emotionally, and financially, and can cause serious complications, such as heart disease, kidney failure, and blindness. And it can result in reduced productivity uh, work-related absenteeism, unemployment from chronic disability, and premature mortality. Every one of us uh, either knows somebody who has diabetes or maybe may have it um, ourselves. And we may know somebody who uh, may have pre-diabetes. Um, healthcare spending for people with diabetes is 2.3 times greater than those without. So of course, employers, and we all want to pay attention to this so that we can reduce the costs. And it costs nationwide $327 billion in indirect and direct costs. Um, and this affects 37 million Americans, diabetes does. And again, pre-diabetes, there are 96 more million American adults in the, that have pre-diabetes and 84% of them don't even know they have it. So this is why it is so important for all of us to be raising awareness about pre-diabetes and diabetes prevention so that people can be aware and engage in these types of programs. And I do wanna point out that um, it really is cost-effective it for a very small amount of $500 to $700 per person to engage in this year-long program, an employer can avoid 
$8,000 in costs. And as I'd mentioned before, many health plans do cover the program. So it does make it easier to promote and have it uh, and have employees uh, engage in it. Can you discuss how COVID-19 has impeded diabetes prevention efforts? Uh, yes. Um, as we all know, uh, we've all been dealing with COVID uh, these past couple of years, and it has distracted, obviously, employers and employees and all of us. So for employers, um, dealing with COVID as the, the, you know, the first issue at hand, uh, rightfully so, um, they may not have been as focused on promoting programs such as diabetes prevention programs and other programs, or even if they were, employees may not have been listening because they were, of course, dealing with COVID, pivoting to working from home and so forth. So that said, um, I do want to share that, um, and, and I'll go back to the city of Wilmington for a moment as an example, where COVID occurred while they had an in-person cohort uh, engaged uh, with the program. And so they they looked at how can we pivot? How can we keep people engaged during this? And they were able to do so working with their vendor partner, the Y of Delaware, so that people, when they had to uh, move to working from home and be distanced, uh, they were able then to move to that virtual platform uh, through their computer, through their phone, and continue to engage in the program. And um, you know, many folks already are very savvy with computers, with social media, and, and all of that. And of course, we know COVID sped that up. And so uh, this is an example where um, people stepped up to, to the task and pivoted and stayed engaged in the program. We as a coalition, during our um, employers-only sessions and our webinars and so forth throughout the last two years, continued to emphasize with our employer members that now more than ever during a pandemic, don't take your eye off the ball. Be sure you continue to focus on disease prevention, focus on diabetes prevention and the other programs um, so that people can continue to take care of their health. We all know about, and some of us have experienced the COVID 15, 20, or even 30 uh, pound weight gain. And so, um, so obviously important uh, during a pandemic and not during a pandemic to, uh, to keep the eye on the ball with, uh, with prevention programs. If other cities or employers are tuning in, how would they and are looking to work with the national DPP and implement similar programs? How could they get involved in this effort? Yeah, there are several ways that employers uh, can get involved, both public and private employers, whether you're a small business, medium-sized business, or a jumbo employer, whether you're local or national, um, several ways to get involved. Um, <clears throat> number one, I would recommend talking to your local business coalition on health, such as here in our region, our coalition, uh, Greater Philadelphia Business Coalition on Health, Talk to your coalition about the initiatives they are uh, working on in addressing um, diabetes prevention and obesity and other conditions as well. They've got many resources and partnerships uh, to, for employers to utilize. 
Importantly, employers should be talking to their health plans about um, this program. Do they, do they, does the health plan offer it? Can they administer it for them? If they don't, ask them to do so. Um, of, talk to your benefits advisor, your benefits consultant, um, to make sure they are partnering with you in looking at your data. You wanna look at your data to understand the health conditions of your workforce, understand the obesity rate, if you, if you can get that, um, understand the diabetes prevalence in your workforce uh, and other conditions that may be related to it so that you have that picture available to you, which will help you focus um, on how you may want to implement and roll out a national diabetes prevention program to make sure you are um, getting to those populations who need the program the most. And um, also employers can engage with the employer learning collaborative uh, with the National Association of Chronic Disease Directors. They have an incredible platform with many resources and tools that benefits consultants and employers and we coalitions utilize to, um, to create uh, the messaging and promote the program so that um, employees, the workforce, their dependents can engage in it. And so I would encourage um, employers to, um, to certainly work with uh, the National Association of Chronic Disease Directors. Well, those are all the questions I had prepared, but is there anything we didn't touch on you'd like to include, or do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to share? I, I think my, my, I, I think I, I, what I'd like to do in closing is, is to reiterate, um, you know, these statistics that, that I'd mentioned, the huge cost nationwide and state by state and employer by employer of um, key drivers of, of um, chronic disease in the workforce, obesity being an underlying um, condition, heart disease, of course, being an underlying condition, et cetera. So it's so important for employers to be um, aware, as I'd mentioned before, of um, the health of the workforce and the health indicators to the extent they can get that information. And um, important for employers to reach out because the resources are there. Talk to your coalition, talk to your health plan, uh, talk to your benefits advisor. Um, we can work alongside you to uh, prevent diabetes. And of course, ultimately, what, what's our collective goal? Our collective goal is improved health and productivity for the workforce and the community. And that studies have shown that does avoid cost. It does help uh, address the cost issues as well related at, and helps, uh, helps employers and their workforce delay, prevent or delay type two diabetes as well as other chronic diseases. Great, well, thanks so much for speaking with us today. It was very much my pleasure and thank you for your time. And giving me the opportunity to share this information and this message. To learn more about this issue, 
visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.